Welcome everyone, I'm Anu. I'm Sumit. And, and we, we are, are the Cyber, Cyber Siblings. Siblings. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode with the Cyber Siblings. In today's episode, we are continuing discussions around protecting yourself from scams. And today we're talking all about scams related to energy schemes announced by governments. So, Sis, can you explain a bit more about this? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's been quite a fascinating one in terms of, uh, in particular, like watching it out of UK, where with winter coming up, the government has made announcements around helping citizens with the rising cost of living, and they've made announcements around mm-hmm. the fact there'll be uh, discounted energy bills, or there will be a um, uh, some kind of uh, like a rebate or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A, something that yeah. where they help out people. And unfortunately, by the time the government um, make, made the announcement, um, scammers have actually been setting up fake government websites. And uh-huh. uh, and they've also been SMSing citizens saying, you're eligible for the rebate or you're eligible for some discount on your next electricity bill. And again when you get these messages, they look quite legit um, on your phone or email. And what's happening is the scammers are actually then um, implanting malware like a virus onto your device. If you click on those links, Uh yes, or they're actually going, um, they're asking you to enter all your personal information in because you need to do that before you get the actual gotcha. rebate. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a fake application almost, like if you want to be getting this grant or you want to be getting um, some sort of rebate on your gas or electricity. Correct. It's Okay. Okay. So in terms of, you mentioned it was just the UK. Is that actually happening around the whole world or? Well, I would say so. The one that I've really been paying attention to is UK. But then, when you look at like, given every country has gone through COVID recently, we're yeah. we're also seeing um, it happen in Australia as well around COVID nineteen vaccination yes. scams as well. So yeah. I think there it's not just immune. This was just a particular one around energy and electricity as we're going into winter in UK. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen any. No, no, that's 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 a good one. I've the one I've seen actually when you talk about energy and seeing that there's this whole push around climate change and you know you want to be getting to more renewable sources of energy. A lot of governments are under the pump in terms of announcing policies, saying, "Oh, you know what? We're we're going to give you um, this this amount of rebate, or we're going to give you these incentives if you switch over to solar." or you install wow. solar panels or any of these other, um, anything in terms of alternative renewable um, uh, energy resources. And yeah, so in that, even in terms of the uh, whole solar energy panel rebates, that was a scheme that um, a lot of governments pushed out. And again, that was also an opportunity. I think it's the same thing in terms of, oh, look, yeah. you're, you're getting something, right? You're getting here a rebate or you're getting access to a grant. So here, sign up, give your details, um, or, um, you know, click on this link yeah. and, um, yeah, so it's, it's following a pretty much a similar process on that as well. I think you, you, you've hit on a really good point. It's got a similar pattern. Um, yeah. but I think there, there must be something that sort of ties it all together. And I was going to sort of ask you, like, you've seen a lot more of these scams and been dealing with them. 
in different ways. What are you seeing like in terms of a theme or like is there something particular with these ones? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The first thing that comes to mind, uh, pretty much we see this across all of them, is they're based off a real event. Okay. So when you called out the UK one, let's go back to that one as an example. Um, so they, or uh, well, as I right now, they're about to go into winter, right? So there's going to be, and currently there's a bit, bit of an energy crisis out um, in the EU region as we speak. So there is a lot of pressure in terms of, okay, how do we, how do we afford these high energy bills? And the government will then make some sort of announcement where they're, you know, relieving the cost, um, uh, the pressures um, and the cost of living and maybe subsidizing something. So it will be a real event. So whether it be COVID or if it's a privacy law change or if something that's actually impacting all your citizens. Yeah. So think about this as a, a large scale thing. It's, it's an announcement. It goes across all citizens, across the whole nation. And um, the announcements are actually mainstream. Yeah. So you mentioned, okay, when they make an announcement on the government website, but think about the media. Oh, they pick it all up. Exactly. Exactly. So as soon as that source, um, that source of communication all around the media, it's, it's trusted. It's widely known. Everyone knows it's coming, right? Hey, the government announced it. We saw it on this channel. We saw it on this news site. We saw it on here. The media has been covering it nonstop. Um, so like the whole awareness of it that whole uphill battle has already been covered by a scammer because the media has already made it mainstream and it's all legitimate but the scammers are then piggybacking off that because they don't need to do anything about creating awareness of it they're taking a legitimate um news source but just putting their own fake version in so that would, that would be my takeaway like as in, thematically it's always a real event Wow, I'm, I'm kind of going, well, is there another angle to it in terms of, so yes, it's mainstream mm -hmm. and it's some government announcement, but given, again, the cost of living, inflation is rising across the world in different countries at different rates, but we're really seeing that pressure come through. Yeah, It feels like there's also an element of scammers are kind of go, picking up on that emotional uh, side of things and going, well, let's offer a freebie. And the one yeah. that strikes me is the one that um, was uh, where Aldi, the shopping chain, was involved in in terms of the scammers used the Aldi brand and they actually offered on Facebook. So, again, another social media platform where a lot of people yeah. are on Facebook. Yeah. And they basically put a post out saying, well, like this post on Facebook and yeah. we will be in contact and you will get a grocery box from Aldi worth $500 with a voucher in there for another $100 oh, or something. Oh, no. yeah. Now, if you can get $600 worth of free groceries, like it's going to be, you're going to be yeah. like, well, why not take it? Yeah. And so what was happening is we as citizens were actually liking the post that the scammers has put out there and actually socializing it and getting it across more people. Um, and that really um, basically meant that people were liking it. And then the scammers would pretend to be Aldi, mm -hmm. get in contact yeah. with the people that had liked it. And what they were doing was saying, well, you've won it. Uh, please provide us your details. Of course. And they would then also ask for credit card details because they would say, well, you're getting the grocery box and we'll deliver it, but you've got to pay the delivery charge. 
So people were handing over their personal data and their credit card details. Uh Aha. Okay. Okay. So there is that freebie element. So even it doesn't need to be a real event. It can also be concocted by um, by a scammer or it can be, again, distributed. It just needs some sort of mass distribution. So whether the media does it for a legitimate reason or whether they then take it off, you know, like a random thing. And it's interesting, like wouldn't, uh, you would think Aldi would have probably caught that, but that would actually require a lot of monitoring or... Um, it does require monitoring, and LD did catch it, but by that time, enough people had actually uh, yeah. um, provided their personal details. Yeah. Yeah. So the scammers didn't wait for days or weeks. Yeah. As people were liking it, they were getting contacted. So then, it, right. like, so, so it, it went viral. It went and, viral, and you couldn't you couldn't catch it in you know in the space of an hour, and that many people being affected. Just yeah. say, for instance. Yes. Yeah. That's right. exactly it. Yeah. That, it, it actually reminds me of two um, different scenarios. That Aldi one, that's a really, really good example. It reminds me of two that were actually pre-social media. And I think okay. they're going around the same theme. Like, yeah, social media has obviously heightened your ability to, you know, reach a wider audience. But remember back, um, so pre, this was even pre-Facebook. Uh, okay, wow. And there obviously the main thing you were wanting to do is they were wanting to try and collect all these emails and especially corporate emails so what does your email domain end in so is it something at company abc.com or whatever it may be and how is it is it first name dot last names what are all these emails and how many of them can they scrape so there was one i remember seeing um and they actually what they did was they said here, um, you know, you're going to get this latest new mobile phone, um, and this was before your touchscreens as well. So, but you know, it was the it was the latest one that had that little snake game on oh, it. Yeah. Or um, I remember uh, it that one. A, it had a bit of a um, couple, couple of those old uh, mobile phone games um, around that Nokia series, and it was I think one of the Sony Ericsson ones. And they said, "Oh, this this new one's come out, and you can claim it." Um, we'll we'll be giving a few of them away. All you need to do is you need to forward this promotional offer to at least twenty other people in your company or uh, across you know other companies. And to show that you've actually done it, you need to CC this email. And the email, the domain of that email was so it looked so legitimate. It seemed like it was an authoritative figure in the sales department of whatever oh was offering that promotion. So if it was that, I don't know, a telco company, it looked very similar to it. So everyone would CC that email. And that email was scraping all these company emails and all the employees because everyone was sending it to 20 other people. And they Scammers were getting asked yeah. to do the and work. And that's the equivalent of tagging someone, right? Yeah, hey, or liking just, yeah, something. Yeah, liking something, tagging someone, that Facebook post. In this case, all it was was just the email. But you had to CC that email over there. And in that way, all those um, employee um, the positions, gone. so and everyone's, um, the chain emails, everyone's email signature, it had their mobile phone numbers, it had their email addresses, it had their PA details. Um, if it was an executive, it had... Oh, wow. um, it had people's out of offices and whom they should contact, what number they should contact on. Think about everything. It's kind of like, you know, um, you're pretty much enumerating or footprinting, um, just like a hacker would, 
you would actually enumerate all the um, email domains of everyone and different, different companies. You just highlighted, <laughs> like, I'm now starting to think about, well, email signatures, how much information do we put in there? And how much yeah. should we, or even the out-of-office reply? Yeah, well, but that's, but even with the out-of-office, remember, so the email signature doesn't necessarily go in the out-of-office, right? True. Because you can tailor that and you can you can stop how much you're echoing, right? Um, but when it comes to ceasing and if you're actively sending something with your signature, but even if the signature wasn't there, it's the fact that all the emails and what the structure of the email, it's first name dot last name, that company X, company Y has, you know, initial dot surname, whatever it may be. Yeah. So it was collecting all of those. And the other one that comes to mind was um, there were these offers that they would actually go out and they would be in the mail. And they'd say, oh, we ran a little raffle draw and you've won. Oh, right? okay. Lucky yeah. me. Yeah. And so here you've got, you've, you've won phase one though. Right? Okay. And phase two, now you're going into a small, like, you know, a potluck draw and a special draw. And in order to complete your process, what we've done is we've already filled in your application and it's all been done. Now you just need to provide us with this many details and you could win this yacht or this cruise or this holiday for two, whatever it may be. But it always started was congratulations, you've won phase one of the draw and we're going to put you into phase two. Again, send us your first name, last name, mobile phone number, current um, address, um, or if if it hadn't actually come directly to your address, but you would see it wasn't necessarily addressed to your name, right? So it was people just popping it in your mailboxes yep. or um, PO boxes or whatever they could, however they could somehow get it to you or into your hands, but it wasn't actually physically addressed to you. So, okay, well, let's scrape all these rather than digitally they were obviously doing it through um, snail mail yeah okay slower and we can do it faster now yeah social media has just accelerated all this but the themes still carry forward it's still the exact same process of collecting that data except obviously the malware component Um, you probably can't do that with physical mail (laughs) but okay so that makes me kind of go okay well how do people then with these government announcements, we're going into summer in Australia, winter in UK and the Northern Hemisphere. But these real events and government announcement, yeah. what can people do? Practical tips on how do you save yourself? Yeah, look, you can't prevent the scammers from taking um, that chance to actually send you um, these you know, fake alerts or anything like that. Uh, because the opportunity is there, they're probably going to take it. Yeah. Uh, what you can do is you can take, rather than a preventative, you can take a bit of a detective approach, which would be uh, doing something called an incongruence check. Okay. Uh, so if a communication has been put forward by a government, right, the actual implementation of that project rebate, government grant, whatever that may be, is never going to happen the very next day from the announcement. Sure. They're going to be poles apart. Yeah. Right? There's going to be a bit of time. So they're, they're not going to be congruent. They're not going to be aligned because by the time you actually have an um, announcement and by the time they actually do the implementation, there's going to be a bit of a gap or a window. If you see something occurring so quickly in that gap or window, that's usually the scammers taking that opportunity and saying, hey, if the government has announced an intention, well, you know, we're going to pounce on that short window and we're going to capitalize on as many of that, many of those people 
and get as much lead time as possible before the actual government, you know, the actual offer of the rebate is put out by the government because the more time head start you have, the more pool of people you can access. So they're going to maybe, or in most cases, they're going to try and put it out as quickly as possible. So it's almost like should maybe the government announcements and these things only be made when the website or the way that people are going to get these, or can we at least say it so that... Yeah, it's a bit difficult because, yeah, look, you want to be making the announcement as quickly as possible. Because the media is questioning, okay, what are you doing about it? Okay, you know, this is what we've come up with, or this is our plan, or this is an idea, or we're going to debate about this. It's just communication. And I think pouncing on communication versus an actual rollout is two different things. Whereas the scammer will pounce on the former, the government actually will act on the latter. Yeah, okay, that's that's good advice. And really making sure that we're aware of if something has just been announced, what's coming through. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about the, I'm thinking again, like back to the basics of, we kind of say to kids and even elderly, don't open the door. If someone knocks to, to strangers, don't open the door. We even now sort of talk about don't pick up the phone if it's an unknown number. I've heard that a number of times yeah. amongst my friend yeah. circle. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people have started taking that approach. And I'm thinking whether we go to the third step off, it's like, do not open the door to strangers. Do not pick up the unknown numbers. Do we now go, do not click on a message or email without you really having thought about it or even just question whether where it's come from, even if it looks legit, like, but don't click on it. I think it's always a don't open the door, don't pick up, don't click maybe. Yeah. And is that probably like a bit of a, uh, sledgehammer approach you just literally cut off all communication that's not going to work either but no i do think in terms of the links again it really comes down to that fishing exactly thing, yeah uh, but the other thing that does come to mind is say even if the link is there right and you're like well okay and say if let's pretend the malware wasn't in question and say you'd clicked on the link and it's saying yep fill in all these details and then we'll give you the government a rebate um, so when we get in uh, communication from banks, don't they usually say, we will never ask you for personal details. We will never send you a link to um, click do. on this, right? Yep. Why do they not ask us for our personal details though? The banks. They already have it and exactly, they know us. Exactly. So why would the government then send you an SMS to say, oh, put your details again? They would probably have that in their government database or, you know, depending on how they're rolling it out. So if it's through a health record or if it's through a um, subsidy um, registrar, whatever it is, they'll already have you accumulated there. High, high chance of that actually being the case. So the likelihood, although you can't rule it out for sure, the likelihood of it actually being, you know, give us all your credit card details, give us all these personal details, it's unlikely the government's gonna then say, that's true. Um, through that because you know they would actually have a lot of details through your you know whether it be your tax returns or whether it be through your um health records or um individual personal numbers so yeah that's another thing probably to think about i think that's really good advice i think there's uh, some three practical tips here in terms of staying safe around these government and real 
um, real and event announcements yeah. Yeah, that, that are occurring around. So uh, make sure you're thinking about the incongruence check. I think the whole do not click applies as well. And looking at the detail, like does the person or the organization already have the detail? So why would they ask again? So yeah. looking for those are three practical ways you can stay safe. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. Well, with that, it is a wrap for today. Until we talk again, stay safe. And secure.